Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. Today we're going to be talking about the ADEA and a release by the EEOC that shows that the state of older workers and bias across U.S. industries. Today we'll be talking about a Department of Labor ruling uh, or rule that decided to not make the provision of essential health benefits in an uh, AHP association health plan a condition for a group or association to qualify as bona fide, as a bona fide plan. We'll dive into what all that means and what it means for you in just a minute. All right, let's dive right in. Although the ADEA took effect almost 50 years ago in June 1968, age discrimination remains too common and too accepted as outdated assumptions about older workers and ability persist, according to a report released June 26th. So let's dive in. According to commenters, certain populations with specific needs, such as those with disabilities, could be disproportionately affected if their coverage does not include a robust level of benefits. Some of these commenters suggested that to mitigate these benefits, the DOL should require AHP's association health plans to provide essential health benefits or some other minimum level of benefits, or required them to provide minimum value within the meaning of the Affordable Care Act code, code 36B, uh, 2C2, uh, and Regulation 1.36B-6. Those um, pieces that basically say you got to provide a certain minimum amount of coverage going into the bronze 60% of actuarial value or uh, essential health benefits, you have to cover these specific things. Proponents of the rule, though, this new rule, uh, acknowledge while acknowledging the concerns that association health plans may provide inadequate benefits, did not believe that legitimate membership organizations would risk their goodwill and reputation by offering such health plans. Instead, they argued that economies of scale would enable AHPs to offer more comprehensive coverage to their members than they would be able to purchase on their own. One commenter noted that even though self-insured plans and large group market policies are not required to provide EHBs, most do, in fact, provide comprehensive coverage. The DOL, based on these ideas, decided not to make the provision of EHBs, essential health benefits, in an AHP a condition for the group or association to qualify as bona fide. Such a mandate would run contrary to the goal of leveling the playing field between small employers in AHPs on the one hand and large employers on the other, who generally are not subject to the EHB requirements, according to the Department of Labor. Moreover, such a mandate could reduce AHPs' flexibility to tailor coverage to the particular needs of the members of the group or association offering the benefits, and thereby reduce access to AHPs by making them less attractive options. Thus, the DOL has decided that the final rule would not require the provision of minimum value coverage as a condition for a group or association to qualify as bona fide. The ability to design AHP benefits packages and set cost-sharing requirements without the burden of federal restrictions is critical to enable AHPs to provide an additional, more affordable coverage option to small businesses and working owners who may have otherwise been unable or unwilling to obtain higher-priced coverage, the Department of Labor said. The department also believes that concerns about adverse selection as a result of AHPs not providing comprehensive coverage are, quote, overstated. 
The DOL sided with those commenters who asserted that the AHPs are not likely to offer relatively low levels and scopes of benefits, which would jeopardize, uh, which could jeopardize their relationship with their members. There are some protections that would apply, though, and these are key. The DOL said that other federal and state coverage requirements may apply to AHPs. For say, for example, that AHPs must provide coverage for certain recommended preventative services without the imposition of cost sharing. These services include evidence-based items or services that have a rating of A or B in the current recommendations of the United States Preventative Services Task Force with respect to the individual involved. So that's the same as fully insured regular plans, immunization for routine use in child, adolescents, and adults that have an effect, a recommendation from the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices from the CDC with respect to the individual involved, a recommendation of the Advisory Committee is considered to be in effect after it has been adopted by the director of the CDC, a recommendation is considered to be for routine use if it appears in the immunizational schedule of the center's of disease control and prevention. So, immunizations. With respect to infants, children, and adolescents, evidenced informed preventative care, screenings provided for in the comprehensive guidelines for the Health Resources and uh, Health Resources and Services Administration. So everything laid out on the children's standard preventative care uh, list. And with respect to women, evidence informed preventative care and screening provided for in comprehensive guidelines provided, uh, supported for by the HRSA, not otherwise addressed already uh, by recommendations for the task force. So again, preventative measures like your well woman exam, those kind of things, boom, they still have to be covered without an imposition of call sharing. The DOL also pointed out that Title VII, as amended by the Pregnancy Discrimination Act, generally provides that pregnancy-related expenses for employees and their spouses must be reimbursed in the same manner as those incurred for other medical conditions. So it's not like you're going to be able to exclude pregnancy under these plans either. They must be treated as any other medical condition. With its release of the final rule, the DOL has posted a series of frequently asked questions about it. Uh, among other things, the FAQs state that AHPs will not be able to charge different premiums to employees based on their health status, will not be able to enjoy, charge employees different rates based on the health status of their employees, so you can't charge companies different amounts for their employers. Uh, for their employees or employees themselves. You may not charge higher premiums or deny coverage to people because of pre-existing conditions or cancel coverage because an employee becomes ill. And you cannot cherry pick or discriminate based on health or prior conditions. So this new rule does not affect previously existing AHPs permitted under prior guidance. Such plans can continue to operate as before or they can elect to follow the new requirements if they want to expand within a geographic area, regardless of industry, or to cover the self-employed. New plans can also form and elect to follow either the old guidance or the new rules. So this is good. This is basically saying, okay, hey, you don't have to do minimum value. You don't have to do EHB, but you still have to cover pre-existing conditions. You still can't discriminate based on health. You still have to uh, set out your, your uh, rates such that employers are charged the same based on the demographics of their employees, not the health status. Very similar to community rated. It's, uh, it's much more protection maybe than what a lot of people were expecting. On the other hand, it's still a um, AHP, so it's going to have a lot more flexibility and benefits. A lot going on here. Peopleprocesses.com has all of this linked out, including a link to this study. If you have any questions about it, check it out. Drop us a line on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, and I would love to research it more or answer any questions you have. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this interesting and useful. My name is Rami Alijil. Have a wonderful day and go out there and get your work done.